You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. We are alive and well and COVID-19 free as far as we know. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Six and a half feet, please. Um, (laughs) We are back. Some of us never went away, but uh, Ben and I are back. Uh, Still in isolation, but back. (laughs) And the world's pretty much come to an end, but... uh, there's nothing that could stop us from getting into one of our favorite months of the year, or least favorite. Uh, we'll see by the time the month's over, which is Bad Movie Month. It is back, uh, as promised. Uh, a little bit delayed, but it's back. And uh, we've got four bad movies to bring you over the next month. We'll find out. We've actually, on occasion, rented or bought some of these bad movies. But we're going to kick it off with the 2002, believe it or not, hit uh, that spawned the... <laughs> short-lived movie career of the world's biggest pop star britney spears we're talking about crossroads a movie i've never seen um, a movie i'll probably never see again Uh, and i think ben had seen it at least once before but oh this is going to be a fun one and hopefully a short one Uh, (laughs) let's get into it my name is colin and i touched one and i'm proud (laughs) and my name is ben and I'm a guy, okay? I'm a guy. I'm a guy. <laughs> oh, we are guys, and I would love to say that this is one of those movies where it's like Dirty Dancing or whatever, where, you know, okay, so the female audience probably really gets this, and the guys don't, and there's just differences in opinions depending on, you know, what your taste is. I I don't believe that there are women out there that like this movie. I really struggle to imagine that there's anybody out there who's like, I love Crossroads. Maybe one friend of Ben's, but uh, we'll hear more about that in a bit. But Crossroads, um, Ben, you told me last night you had seen this before. Uh, not that you necessarily had like great memories of it. Like, it's a movie. I, I mean, <laughs> you've rewatched it now. Thoughts? Um, yeah, Crossroads. Uh- <laughs> I think I think it's going to be interesting to talk about this one because to me, and like bear with me when I say this because I know you're going to laugh straight away, but like bear with me because there will be a point with this. To me, this isn't a bad movie as such. It's just, it's just there and it's kind of just like nothing. And it's, you know how you kind of have that opinion of Bohemian Rhapsody being like the TLC story on VH1. Yes. Like this is just yeah. almost like a, a, a dodgy Hallmark Channel road trip movie that you're kind of flicking channels and it's on and you're like oh britney spears did a movie okay well that was good all right and you just never think about it again like i think this this only gets the attention it does because this was released at the peak of britney spears being the biggest pop star in the world you know this was in an age when every pop star under the sun was releasing movies and tanking i mean you know we did swept away the other year we're going to be doing Gigli this month uh glitter had come out before this from justin to kelly i mean it was all the rage in the early 2000s and it kind of every single one of them bombed so of course it was always tarnished it but i mean i don't yeah i i think if you had this movie with maybe bit better actors in it and it didn't kind of be tainted with the fact that this is Britney Spears' big movie debut. Like it would have just been an average, forgettable movie. I, yeah, it's 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 strange. Like I didn't walk out of this on a rewatch for the first time in like sixteen years, going, "Oh, that was shit." You know, I was just like, "Okay, Crossroads, yeah. cool." <laughs> I I do completely get what you're saying, 
in that this isn't it's not like it's what were they thinking like this isn't the book of henry where you're like were they sober when they made this (laughs) this is just it's like you said it's there this feels like a you know a made for tv movie hallmark channel vh1 whatever but there are decisions they make in this movie where you're like surely you had at least 10 more minutes to plan how you wanted this story to play out what you wanted to do. I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is that you have the biggest pop star in the world in a movie that is kind of a musical only because she sings along to songs on the radio. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't understand the decision of that. When you have these other movies out there, you know, like you said, like Glitter and from Justin to Kelly and Fighting Temptations, where let's take one of the world's biggest pop stars, let's put them in a movie, let's put them in a musical. Even if it's not the traditional musical in terms of like West Side Story, you know, it, but let's have musical sequences, let's have them sing on stage. There's one actual song in this movie, I guess two, if you conclude karaoke. And there are about 120 songs of her singing on the radio, and I just didn't understand that. Uh, and then just, just sloppy filmmaking. I mean, there's going to be a lot of parts of this episode where I'm just like, come on, like – Ben and his crew who made Kill Phil could have actually done this scene better. It's Aww, just Colin. It, it wasn't a compliment, but you can take it that I'll way. Take um, it as one. <laughs> this is just it's just it's just it's a pointless movie, you know, and, and there there's there could have easily been more effort put into this. And it's funny what you said about bad acting, you know, because you could criticize Britney Spears, you know, lack of acting experience, and she is bad in this movie. But I mean Zoe Saldana Great actress. She may may arguably be worse than Britney Spears in this movie. Yeah, like, I don't understand. I it. would agree with that because I think I think there are definitely like, and we'll talk about this to kind of jump in here. Like Britney Spears is, you can see why she's only really starting one movie in her life. <laughs> but like, there are definitely moments where she's not terrible. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I mean, we've had other movies like Denise Richards in the world is not enough. A lot worse <laughs> overall than Britney Spears. Like, I mean, again, there are definitely moments where Britney Spears acting is actually okay, but. She can't handle a lot of other scenes and, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you remember talking about Madonna and Swept Away and I'm not doing this deliberately just to bring up Madonna, but like, I mean, at least with Madonna, no matter what you say about her acting, she can, for the most part, act a lot better than Britney Spears can. So, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what, what else do we do to set up these episodes. <laughs> well, I think it's important to mention that, let's be honest, this was um, written by the person who went on to co-create Grey's Anatomy. So, uh, (laughs) I'm reading the credits. I'm like, seriously, the queen of television wrote this. It makes sense. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like if you had said like the creator of ER or, you know, 24, I'm like, well, hang on a minute. But the creator of the worst television show, probably in the history of TV. Yeah. Okay. I understand. (laughs) And uh, the, the director, I had to, uh, Tamara Davis, I had to look her up on IMDb, Wikipedia, I was appalled when I realized that her background was in music videos. Because, again, she does not have the, – the worst filmmaking parts of this movie are the musical sequences where people are lip-syncing and the timing is wrong. They're, they're, it's just a mess. Um, and she directed yeah. Billy Madison. That's offensive. She, like, really? Billy Madison's a great movie. <laughs> and then goes to this. Like, I – oh, it's – there's going to be a lot of stuff. We, we should, I guess, briefly mention, I mean, history with the movie. Yes. Um, I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> I knew this movie existed. Uh, I will say I'm not really a, a big Britney Spears fan. 
Uh, I mean, for her music. I mean, I, I, I would watch her videos all day if you put them on, you know, just maybe with the sound <laughs> down. But but she's got a couple of songs that are decent. I, believe it or not, Womanizer is a song that I put on every single playlist I have for all the marathons I run every year. So I love that song. Uh, other than that, you know, couldn't really care less. Jamie, massive Britney Spears fan. Uh Every time Britney Spears says or does something stupid, she will be laughing and saying, she's so dumb, I love her so much. Like, she actually loves Britney Spears more for being what a mess she is. Uh, and Jamie had never seen this movie. And one of the reasons I wanted to pick this movie first is I'm like, okay, well, Jamie will actually watch this with me. She did not want to watch it. <laughs> I reminded her several times, she's like, isn't that movie supposed to be really bad? I'm like, yeah, but it's Britney Spears. It goes, ah, I don't know. She didn't watch one minute of this movie. She checked in with me a couple of times throughout it. And she says, is it bad? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. And she said, oh, okay. It's no interest whatsoever in watching this. So I'm amazed that a huge Britney Spears fan that lives in my house has never watched this movie and has zero interest in it. But you had seen this movie. What's your history? Well, so I actually, well, just quickly on Britney Spears, because, you know, obviously, as a member of the middle-aged gay man's club, I'm going to be a Britney fan. But... um. <laughs> I, I often, <laughs> I, I've said many times the moment I hit puberty, I often say it was, you know, watching uh, Natalie Portman get her half her shirt ripped off in Attack of the Clones. But <laughs> if I actually trace back a little bit earlier, three years prior uh, to when Britney Spears released Baby One More Time and that film clip, as a 12-year-old boy, that's a very good film clip to be able to enjoy. And uh, I vividly remember we had a um, a music channel uh, a music clip show that played on a saturday morning it would play the you know the top 50 chart at the moment and i think it was my birthday weekend and i had some friends over we stayed up all night playing nintendo 64 as you do and we all deliberately were going to stay up till like six in the morning just so we could all watch britney spears baby one more time because remember kids youtube didn't exist back then you had to watch it on tv wait for it to come on at a certain time so we did that and we were all just like you know jaws open like oh my god we love her um, so from a very young age, I was very much in love with Britney Spears. Um, and then I liked the music too, in all seriousness. I, of course I like her music. Um, and I had a friend in high school who biggest Britney Spears fan you will meet, like just literally everything about her just loved her. I know everything about Britney Spears because I was friends with her and uh, him, I should say. Confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, which one was it at the time, not now? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I can't keep up. Um, <laughs> but, um, see, I never went and saw this at the movies with him, but I remember when it came out in DVD, it's like, oh, you've got to watch a Crossroads. It's finally out in DVD. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's watch Crossroads. He, he legitimately would come around to my house because I would have cable, and they would say, like, have on VH1, like, the Britney Spears weekend. We celebrate the pop princess, and we're going to play 48 hours worth of, you know, content and interviews. And, again, pre-YouTube, so this is all we could watch. So, of course, we stayed up all weekend watching every little last bit of Britney Spears. Um, and I watched this with him, and I just, again, I think I literally had the same reaction as I had watching this again now. It's just like, okay, <laughs> cool. That was Crossroads. But, I mean, of course, he yeah. loved every minute of it. He had he had the Crossroads poster on his bedroom wall. Like, he nah. had every magazine clipping. He had every, like, thing. Like, you know, he madly, madly, madly obsessed with Britney Spears. Still to these days. I, don't, I haven't talked to him in a few years. But, I mean, I, I legitimately get to the point now where it's hard to be attracted to Britney Spears now because I legitimately look at her and think of him. So it's 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 hard. Oh. <laughs> That's what makes it hard because Britney Spears is very attractive and she would easily be one of my biggest childhood celebrity crushes of all time. Um, and I, I will say, just to point it out there, I've had the honour of seeing her live. It was fun. So, oh. yeah. 
just I, I love me some Britney. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna make fun of you the same way as Madonna because Britney Spears isn't repulsive like Madonna. Hey. So uh, <laughs> there's Madonna in this for... movie. I hope you realize there that is. the opening. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, there is. I was gonna skip that part. Um, I mean, we, we should mention like Britney Spears. It, it wasn't just she was the world's biggest pop star at that time. I mean, it was like a phenomenon that hadn't existed since Madonna. I mean, yeah. it, it, not Huge. not even just her music, just her as a personality. I mean, she was so, I, this was around the time where she was starting to get a little bit out there, a little bit crazy. You know, they, they sort of started making this movie right at the end of her being, you know, the typical teen pop star, right? Transitioning into, you know, crazy Britney Spears. Well, it was, it was um, yeah, it was kind of just interrupt. It was sort of uh, her 2001 album, Britney uh, had just mm-hmm. come out, but like it was, it was, it was, it was like kind of, you know, she was sold as this, you know, sugar sweet, innocent, like I'm a virgin till I'm married and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm a slave for you. Cool. Look at my stomach. Um, yeah. And like every single teenage boy was like, holy hell. Um, yeah. Which this movie does a, a very good job of reminding us what her stomach looks like. I mean, you could, she still has got the same stomach. I don't know if you've noticed. No, but... she she does. I mean, look, she, she was 20 basically when this movie. So this is, you know, 18 years old mm-hmm. now. So she's very nearly 40 years old. But my goodness, she still looks amazing. Yeah. Jamie will often put on clips of her working out on Instagram. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, again, I'm okay with that, you know. <laughs> but, uh... but, it is, but it is a, yeah. it is very true what you say. To interrupt you again, sorry, that like, I mean, mm-hmm. Say what you will about Madonna, whether you like her or not, but like, yeah, like no pop star had really had this almost cult about her. And it's kind of, I think it's interesting in modern times when we really kind of get one of these superstars now every couple of years, like Lady Gaga came about, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber, like, yeah, males, females, you know, the, the emergence of the boy bands. I mean, back then, like we really had kind of this boy band thing with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, but a, a solo singer of that nature, we really hadn't had mm-hmm. someone like that. Female-wise, obviously, since Madonna, I mean, you would argue, you know, Michael Jackson on, on any just pop singer. Um, but, I mean, she she was, like, she was just the biggest thing going around at that point. I mean, there, there was a lot of hype going into this because it was a Britney Spears star vehicle. You know, this this is as big as you can get for any sort of pop mm-hmm. star in the world at that stage to, to be able to have a movie starring her. And she'd had, you know, she'd obviously grown up in the Mickey Mouse Club. So, I mean, obviously that's not acting as such, but I mean, they did some bits here and there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's not like she kind of just all of a sudden was like, hey, I can act. You know, she'd had a mm-hmm. bit of stuff going around her. And it's also the same year too that she had a cameo in your favourite Austin Powers movie as well that year as well. Yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> uh, she had a couple of... Uh, Sadly, you know, we are 18 years later and we're not talking about the biggest movie star in the world now. Uh, at least when we get to Gili, we can talk about, you know, Jennifer Lopez and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's it was an interesting time, 2002. Yeah, especially for Britney Spears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pre-shaving <laughs> head, Britney. <laughs> well, when you were saying, like, you know, oh, this was, like, her, like, innocent, you know, virginal pop star... And the transition after that, in real life, she basically went from Lucy to Mimi overnight, yeah. uh, which is what I, I, the funny thing is that it didn't happen until after this movie came out. You 2007. know, uh, yeah. it, I wonder if this movie would have actually done even more business if it was, you know, crazy because where you're talking about, oh, yeah, she was the world's biggest pop star. Like you said, that this cult of Britney Spears, 
her personality that emerged after this, the negative aspects made her more famous. And this is just sort of the tail end of her as just generic pop star, which is weird. So I would have loved to have seen what she would do if she just embraced this bad movie, said, I'm going to keep making bad movies and strange movies. And she becomes like a Shia LaBeouf, you know, <laughs> we could have a Shia, female Shia LaBeouf, Brittany LaBeouf or something. <laughs> it's what's well, interesting too, because I think kind of in this whole period of these pop star led movies, which have all tanked, I mean, this. She. I don't think this has ever really been something that years later she's reflected on. I mean, Mariah Carey has famously come out and tried to blame nine eleven on Glitter's failure and all this sort of stuff. Um, I think like Madonna kind of you know tagged a lot on Guy Ritchie after the divorce and all this sort of stuff. I don't know about from Justin to Kelly. I don't really know what the hell the point of that movie was. Um, Do you know that you just said Mariah Carey tried to blame nine eleven on Glitter's failure? I think you meant the other way around. <laughs> that too. Uh, <laughs> You know, the Taliban, they were just so upset with glitter. <laughs> they attacked the World Trade Center. <laughs> I, I thought, like, Osama Bin Laden came out and was like, we could have killed 5,000 Americans, but because of bloody glitter, we only killed 3,000 people. Um, how do we always end up back to 9-11 jokes on this on this podcast? Like, what? what are, who are we? Glitter's to blame for the terrorism around the world. <laughs> But, I mean, it's it's interesting with Crossroads because I, I do feel that this sort of, out of all these turkeys at that point, I mean, this is probably really to talk more so at the end of the episode, but it, it is kind of just, it's almost a forgotten yeah. one. Like, it's kind of like, oh, remember that one? It was pretty bad, but sort of move on. Whereas, you know, Madonna's always tarnished with swept away. Mariah Carey is always targeted, you know, tarnished with glitter. You know what I mean? Whereas I don't think people really, and maybe that comes down to what you're saying about sort of, Britney Spears' massive fall from grace a few years after this movie, maybe basically they kind of like, oh, well, she did crossroads, so let's forgive that because she shaved her head. Yeah, exactly. No, I was going to make the same point, that she somehow eclipsed whatever was bad about this movie with whatever was bad about her real life, and it just continued year after year. It may have even been intentional. Uh, The Taliban may or may not have even been involved. I don't know. (laughs) We'll never know. uh, And now uh, coronavirus has all brought us back together so we can watch Crossroads (laughs) and go, hang on a minute, that wasn't that bad. Let's love Britney even more. Yeah. uh, I was... I was dying to get out of the house uh, after watching this movie. <laughs> it, it just made me feel like I needed a, a road trip and uh, pole dancing or whatever else. Uh, but let's get into the movie here. So we start off with a very Hallmark-like, like good point, a uh, bunch of little girls burying a time capsule, and they're talking about they're going to be friends forever. And, of course, you get Britney Spears saying, no, we uh, we did not say friends forever uh, and then they just cut to Britney Spears dancing in her underwear. I mean, at this point, I'm thinking this movie's not that bad. To Madonna. <laughs> this is the greatest movie scene in to history. Madonna, yes. <laughs> uh, but it is the first of many Britney Spears sings along to a song on the radio <laughs> moments in this movie, which is all it is. I really want them to do an honest trailer to this because there's a lot of weird stuff I was picking up. Um So she does about half of a song and then Dan Aykroyd, her dad, comes in. And uh, he interrupts her, and we find out that this is her graduation day, and she's the valedictorian. <laughs> like, you talk about Denise Richards in World is Not Enough. <laughs> Denise Richards, as a rocket scientist or, or nuclear physicist, whatever she is, is more believable than Britney Spears as a valedictorian. <laughs> like, this is the thing that does not hold up well <laughs> watching this movie. Uh, she can't count 100 meters. Let's be honest, people. <laughs> there is no way she's the valedictorian. <laughs> tell, tell me you heard that story. Um, no, I don't know that. I was, I was going to say this is 
This I was going to say. This is this is the woman who wrote the great lyrics to "I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman," which I'm sure we'll read at some point in this episode. But I want to know about the fact that she can't count to 100 meters. This came out. I don't know when this episode was airing, but this came out literally in the last 24, 48 hours. Uh, Britney Spears started posting how she pushed herself and she was able to beat Usain Bolt's 100 meter world record. <laughs> And she continually what? was posting these times of like 6.1 seconds, 5.97. And suddenly people were like so flabbergasted, like, what are you talking about? Do you know how to count to 100 meters? And after a couple of hours, suddenly she deletes the post and says, I can't believe nobody understood that was a joke. Uh, and <laughs> if you read her original post, it is clearly not a joke. She 100% believed that she was running the 100 meters in under Usain Bolt, <laughs> not just under Usain Bolt's time. Three to four seconds faster than Usain Bolt. <laughs> I was going to say, the US track team need to give her a call. Like, hang on a minute, Britney Spears. You're saying you can do the 100 metres in six seconds? Get yeah. on the plane to Tokyo. You're our new 100 metre sprint runner. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the valedictorian of whatever school they are at. What state does it take? I think it's Georgia, right? Uh, Georgia, yeah, yeah. I mean, Georgian education system. I don't know. Maybe it is like that. I don't want to make assumptions. <laughs> Uh, she goes to school, and I love that this is, okay, this is one of those many filmmaking decisions where, if you, especially if you're making this movie for teenagers, they're gonna pick up on these things. It's her graduation day, so she's at school in class. Like, I don't know, but I don't think that your last day of school is graduation day. I don't think you go to class, and you have your books and everything, and then later that evening, oh, it's graduation time now, and then school's just over? Like, it's just, it's, it's stupid. Uh, but Justin Long, her good friend, uh, can we at least say we love Justin Long? I mean, I know we covered Galaxy Quest last year, but anything Justin Long, I'm in for. I yeah, I love Justin Long, and I think he might be the luckiest man in this entire movie. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, just just pointing that out there now for a scene that's coming up. I realize that you know somebody gets a little bit further, but I mean, look at him and look at Justin Long. So I think Justin Long is a lot luckier. Yes, exactly. Uh, obviously, it's just some friend of hers which they dropped from the movie, and I really wish they brought him back. Uh, but. There's a scene, uh, I guess, right after the graduation, which we don't see anything with the graduation. We just see Britney Spears and the other two girls taking pictures, and you get that they're distant and they don't like each other. Uh, and Dad Dan Aykroyd here says something about borrowing his car to Justin Long. Come on, I'll show you how to start this car for tonight. <laughs> now, we know what the plan is for tonight. Why is Dad borrowing the car so he can bang his daughter? <laughs> this is... One of the many weird things in the movie. It's like, come on, let me show you how to start that car. And then you know, I want you to plow my daughter. Just plow her good. <laughs> it's bizarre. He's borrowing his car to their daughter's friend so he can plow her. Like, what is happening in this movie? Um, And then Brittany goes home and starts crying because she didn't have any fun. And he's like, there's going to be fun tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to bang Justin Long. What's not fun to have? <laughs> But she's complaining about, you know, I never I never got to do this. I never got to do that. Uh, and, and just the way that this is one of those moments where her acting, where she's crying. She does this thing in this movie. It's going to come up again at, at the other scene where she cries, where it's like there was an acting coach on set. She's like, you know, I can't force tears. It's like, you know what? A lot of people, if they need to cry, they'll yawn. Because you know how you yawn, you'll get teary-eyed or whatever? Mm -hmm. And it's like Britney Spears took the wrong advice, so her crying just sounds like she's yawning the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way she cries in this movie, and it bothers me so much. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. 
Uh, <laughs> this movie moves. This is a thing we're running into with a lot of these bad movies. It's just one quick fire scene after the other, and you're like, slow down a little bit. Uh, then you have some big school dance, because I guess prom happens on graduation day as well. Last day of school, graduation day, prom, who knows, and the band is playing. Now, this is where the music video director drops the ball big time. Like, I can't be the only one that notices that these people are not playing their instruments right at all. <laughs> they don't hold it realistically. They're strumming completely out of time with the music. They're not playing chords. They're just sliding their hands up. This is like... The, the, I, you know, have you ever seen like clips of the Partridge family? Because you just had kids on that show who were pretending to play instruments. That's what this band looks like, which is even more confusing because one of the guys in this band actually legitimately does play guitar and piano later in this movie. But it is the worst band playing I have ever seen. And you could use the excuse – most people know this – that when you have a movie and there's music in the background, they don't film it like that. You have to pick up the sound on the set. So typically if there's like a dance or something like that in a movie – all the background extras are just dancing to nothing. If you see the raw footage, it is just silence, the people talking, no music, and they dance. So often you get with these weird scenes where there's no backing track on set, so it's a little bit out of time. But the singer is singing along with the lyrics, so they knew what song they had, and these musicians can't keep up in time with the music. It's just awful. This is a music video director. It's infuriating. Hey, this, this uh, music video director directed Mbop by Hanson. You be careful with her. <laughs> Tamara Davis, everyone. I looked up uh, her filmography, and that's the most famous one. Actually, we this is one we talked about recently. She also uh, directed the video for Cher and Beavis and Butthead for I Got You, Babe, as well. Did she? She did. And even animated Beavis and Butthead could keep time with the music better than this <laughs> band. <laughs> um, uh, oh, okay, so let's get to the first semi-sex scene here. Uh, <laughs> Justin Long, world's luckiest man here. Woo! Uh, <laughs> okay, so, uh, oh, before we get this, we have to say the girls have a little interaction where the, where Mimi, the friend that nobody knows who it is because she didn't turn out famous, uh, is pregnant, we realize, and she's saying, are we going to bury or dig up this time capsule or whatever? Uh, and both girls turn her down, say, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, Britney Spears has plans, Zoe Saldana has plans, the pregnant girl wants to dig up something out of the ground that i also want to bring up it has been eight years and none of them can remember the one thing they put in there and yet they remember the date they have to dig this up yeah like and this is your valedictorian people uh idiotic <laughs> hundred meters um future future hundred meters, yeah. meters olympic <laughs> champion <laughs> that's why they didn't remember because when they get there to dig it up so like, okay so it was 100 meters from this tree and they dug up some other girl's time capsule i don't uh... remember that's, of us. That is the funniest thing I think I've ever heard. Like, legitimately, like, I mean, <laughs> just, just imagine Britney Spears. He's like, oh yeah, I, I'm three seconds faster than the same bomb. Okay, no big deal. <laughs> She's so stupid. <laughs> Britney Spears, hundred meter champion. <laughs> has ever run under 10 seconds. You've just done it by under, like, you beat that by four <laughs> seconds. Half the time. <laughs> but it was a joke. Come on. How come nobody got that funny joke of mine, you know? <laughs> That's something uh, I would do. 
<laughs> running under a hundred? Yes. Or run no. <laughs> Post up. That was a joke. Yeah. Be- that whole world's a party running- joke. Funny. Didn't you get it? Oh. <laughs> uh, anyways, so none of them are going to dig this thing up. Um. Uh, there is a moment too where we find out that the guy playing guitar uh, killed somebody. Uh, oh, here's Zoe Saldana's worst acting in the movie. Like when their friends are trying to say, "Oh, that guy, he killed a guy." I don't believe you. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, "Okay, well, you should hook up with this guy." She holds up her ring finger. I'm off the market. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> this is she had done movies prior to this. Like I'm not crazy, right? Um, had she done many? Because like a lot of the things I was doing, reading a lot of interviews in that saying this was kind of like her almost her big break. Oh well, I mean, I'm sure that you know she had at least as much experience as Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, we'll find out. But like seriously, she really is worse than Britney Spears in this movie, and I love Zoe Saldana. She is awful in this movie. Um, so. Now we get to the sex scene. We're jumping the gun. We just want Brittany to take her clothes off here. We're sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, another thing that's just idiotic in this movie, again, like, you know, teenagers watching this. Justin Long's ready. He's got his clothes off. He's on the bed. He's not Brittany acting. Spears, he's not <laughs> acting. No. They've literally gone, you get to have sex with Brittany. Spears. Okay. Oh, please. Can we please do it? Please, Brittany, please. <laughs> he's showing up for the, the, the scenes where they're taking their graduation photos in his underwear. Is it time yet? Is it time? <laughs> Let's be honest, we all would be. Like, like I, I would have auditioned for that role. Yes. <laughs> uh, but then he puts on Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> like, this is not only the biggest stereotype ever, but I doubt that any 17-year-old kid in 2002 knew what this song was. But, of course, we can't put anything else on if it's going to be a sex scene, so let's put on Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Okay. What would have been uh, a sexy <laughs> pretty- song in 2002, like? R. Kelly? Oh, yeah. can't play R. Kelly anymore. That's a bit inappropriate. Um, I'm a slave for you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's a sexy song. Let's be honest. Um, you know? If, if this was Glitter, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure Mariah Carey plays her music every chance she gets because she's Mariah Carey. Yeah. Yeah, but and you know what? We're, the only thing we're missing from the scene is Britney Spears coming out and singing along with Marvin Gaye on the radio because this is the only time a song plays that she doesn't sing along. Uh, but she comes out... They start to get it on. We should mention, you know, she's she's in her underwear again. Uh, so obviously she's upping the sex factor a little bit at this point in career, even though it is the the, the end of Innocent Britney Spears. Uh, and she just starts laughing. Uh, and then she's like, you know, I don't think we should do this. Uh, this isn't is it? You have to admit, Justin Long, this isn't how we imagined it. He goes, <laughs> this is exactly the way I imagined it. It's very accurate <laughs> justin long's awesome in this movie and he's got like, like an 18 scenes. year old about to lose his virginity to britney spears yes that is how every 18 year old imagines it <laughs> again not acting yeah, this, this isn't how i imagined it it's like it is <laughs> i've dreamed of this we all have <laughs> um and then i was like okay let's just maybe if we lie down okay it's like let's run through the list so these kids have made a list as to why they should have sex with each other and lose their virginity to each other and i love the first reason here reason number one we've been lab partners for three years <laughs> and, and let's be honest they must have done some other things because later in the movie we're gonna get the i've seen one i've touched one so yeah. you know just saying maybe it was 
Maybe she was. It was. This was it. Okay, I'll give you a consolation prize. Ding ling ling. Okay, see ya. <laughs> and that's all it is. Uh, <laughs> their lab partners with her is like, I'm sorry, I'm not having sex with my lab partners. Okay. <laughs> but if your lab partner is Britney Spears, maybe. But I don't think that's her reason to have it. You know what? He's been my lab partner for three years. I think I owe it to him. <laughs> like seriously. We don't do lab partners. Like, that's not a thing I'm, in I'm... high school in Australia. That that's not a thing. So I don't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, but if there were lab partners in Australia, tell me, would you have ended up with Britney Spears as your lab partner? Well, I went to an all boys high school, so chances are no. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, there you go. You guys say, you know what? If either of us are virgins, I just say we have sex with each other on graduation yeah. night. There you go. <laughs> we all It was very American Pie in high school. We all made that pact. Uh, <laughs> got, got to our uh, final you know, end of year thing. Guys, if we haven't lost our virginity, we've got each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why Ben's like, my friend in high school, her, I mean him. I mean funnily, him. Funnily enough, I did... I did have a core group of four friends, and of those uh, other, not the non-me's, the three other ones, all of them are gay. So, well, they probably <laughs> did. So, Because they were listening to Ben's music taste for that many years. <laughs> this is what happened. Yes, it was all me. The music taste came from me. Not them, me. Yeah. And they're all like, sure, Ben, you're the straight one. <laughs> they're all wanting to listen to, like, Simple Plan and Limp Biscuit and whoever you're listening to in 2002. No, guys, this is new singer, Britney Spears. She's really good. Uh, here's some Kylie and Madonna. Hey, don't joke about Madonna. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they decide not to have sex. Um, but Britney Spears ends up winding up at the same place that all three girls go to, which is to dig up their times capsule. And I really love this idea now that it's 100 meters from the tree and they're going to have a long one. They're like, oh, look, it's a picture of all three of us. Which one of us was Asian back then again? Because yeah. <laughs> none of them remember their memories from eight years ago. Uh, and we find out one of them wants to become a singer. Is it the one who ends up becoming a singer? No. More complaints on that to follow. But uh, Mimi here wants to take a road trip before she pops, before she goes into labor uh, to become a singer. Come on, girls, let's go road trip. And they all say no. Uh, but, of course, Britney Spears, the indecisive one, always shows up at the last minute. Um, <clears throat> we find out uh, Zoe Saldana, she has a fiancé. Uh, who is now not going to be coming home till Christmas instead of coming home now for summer. So she is off on the road trip as well. Uh, Britney Spears' dad gets her a job at the hospital. Uh, nowadays, that would probably be pretty lucrative for her, but exhausting. <laughs> but uh, she decides not to do it. It's the opposite. Um, this, this movie is like, no, you are going to music school and you're becoming a singer. Yes, but dad, yes. I want to be a doctor. No. Remake it in 2020. Uh, we find out that her mom never tried to visit. So Britney Spears wants to go visit her mom. That's all it is. So when she shows up the next morning, it's like, I'm getting off in Arizona. I just want to visit my mom. I'm not coming with you to the audition. Uh, who's that guy? That's just Ben. He's really cool. <laughs> I love it when you so, say the truth. No, first of all, I was 100% convinced this was going to be your opening line. I was going to go with it, but then it didn't quite work. So I thought I went for the other one. Second of all, queen of television, Shonda Rhimes. This is how you introduce a character. Who's that guy? 
that's just Ben. He's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Grey's Anatomy is shit. <laughs> uh, it's just weird. I find it strange that they're all 17, 18, and none of them have their license because they need to hire a murderer. <laughs> they all believe he's a murderer at this point to drive them. Uh, but he's their chauffeur, I guess, on this uh, road trip. Um, uh, the first song he's listening to, I don't know if you are familiar with the band The Cult, if they're a big thing there. Uh, I've heard of them. They're like a classic band from the 80s. I mean, they existed uh, later than this. I mean, this song here probably came out on the same time Rise. This is the one he's listening to. But this is kind of one of those unusual bands that's like, yeah, they're famous in their home country of America. I think they're from America. But they're like 10 times bigger in Canada. So, I mean, I guarantee that Canadians watching this movie be like, oh, it's the cult. And most Americans who probably have heard one or two songs of the cult would be like, whoa, who are these guys? I don't know. But, yeah, this was just exciting for me because the cult's almost like an adopted Canadian band here. Uh, But, of course, they have to turn the channel. They don't want to listen to the cult rise. They want to listen to NSYNC, Bye, Bye, Bye. I wonder who called this in. (laughs) It is not a better song. Uh, Bye, bye, bye. uh, but, of course, Brittany had to get her real-life boyfriend into the movie, too, so we could get a royalty check. Uh, they all stop to eat, and this is when they budget. They have $486. Now, of course, the valedictorian is the one who somehow spent $486 in a day. More on that to come. But she's like, okay, we need food for gas. We need food for hotels. We need food for this we need food for that and if i were to start from here 100 meters it would take me approximately <laughs> 5.97 seconds we can get from it's... here to california in 5.97 seconds <laughs> uh i'm just I, I just wanted to include that one here that the, they stop where she budgets because britney spears budgeting uh <laughs> Right as they get to the hotel here before they spend the first night. It's a, it's a large chunk of the movie, but it's a lot of garbage so far. One thing I think this movie, you you alluded to it before with the filmmaking aspect, and it's it's almost a series of such really short clips. Like, they, 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 they want to show something, and then they just, like, it's, it's such a short scene and it's done with. And that's kind of what's frustrating about this movie. And I also think, too, that they try and touch on many plot points that kind of feel like they should be a lot bigger, but they're not like, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a certain rape storyline in this movie that kind of is just, Oh, well that happened. Let's move on. Let's be best friends. Um, I mean, gosh, this movie would be so different in 2020. Um, and it, that's just what like all this opening stuff is. And it's like, Britney's singing in her underwear. Oh, guess what? We're graduating. Oh, oh, we drifted apart. What a shame. Oh, Justin Long is going to bone me. Oh, no, let's wait. Bye-bye, Justin. You were great. Um, Oh, let's go on a road trip. Dan Aykroyd is a bit of a dick. But even, like, the Dan Aykroyd dickery overbearing fatherness, like, kind of just, they kind of turn it up a lot lot later in the movie. Like, I feel like Mm. they kind of don't sell that as much because, like, Spoiler alert at the end when she's all like, Dad, you've got to let me go. You know, I'm not going to be like Mum. Like, I feel like that's never implied at the beginning that that's why he's holding on to her. Exactly. Like, I know Brittany drops a line at one point where she's like, I've all, you know, I'm all he's got. But, like, I feel like there needed to be, like, a line of something. Because, like, they're trying to sell him as an overbearing father who's just, you're going to be a doctor no matter what. But, like point out that he's actually holding on to her because he's hurt that his mother... Le- and, like, the whole mother storyline is just pointless. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Like, literally watch the trailer of this movie and the movie is kind of sold on this young girl trying to find her mum. It's literally mm-hmm. a two-second scene. Oh, lol, Kim Cattrall's <laughs> done. All right, see you, bye. Um, like, there are just so many elements of plots in this movie that just go nowhere. And it's just, it's just, they're dead ends. And this is where, like, maybe with better actors, maybe with just a better director, better writers, I don't know. Like, there is a movie in here that is just a decent, forgettable movie, which this movie is. But mm-hmm. what lets this down more is the amount of plot holes and just weirdness about this. And that's where I, back to my point where I said, like, this doesn't necessarily come across as like a train wreck, terrible movie that you remember for being terrible. It's just forgettable and just shoddily made that's kind of its problem um because realistically all this stuff that you talked about like i mean it's a setup for an okay road trip movie and again we're not maybe the target audience this is definitely a movie for girls i understand that you know finding your friends in high school and going on a road trip and there's a hunky guy all this kind of stuff like i get it it's not our target audience but i mean i still think that girls watching this would be frustrated with some of the elements to kind of how this is going. Because there's this scene with Kit, or whatever her name is, the the pregnant one, where, like, she interacts Mimi? with... Mimi? Mimi, Kit, I don't know, what, what's the name? <laughs> the second non-Britney one is not famous anymore. I think it was in Orange is the New Black, but I've never watched it. Um, Like, the scene when she's, like, com- being confronted by her boyfriend, right? Who, what, are we meant to think he's a douche? Because, what, he's knocked her up and everyone's calling her a slut and what a fuckhead. We later find out this guy is legitimately concerned for her and is, like, Mm -hmm. a completely innocent bystander. Like, his girlfriend has been raped that she hasn't told him about. He's just legitimately concerned for the girl that he's with. He just gets punched and that's it. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Why doesn't he come back at the end and she's all like, I'm so sorry that I didn't tell you and it's okay, baby. Let's cuddle. Like, what a, what a, she's a, frustrating. (laughs) You know what's weird? Like, this is a movie about a bunch of girls who get shafted and in the process they shaft a bunch of guys that 20 years from now are going to make a movie about. She said she was going to sleep with me on graduation night because I was a good lab partner and she never did. Yeah. I was trying to help her when she got raped and I would have raised her kid for you and she didn't... Oh, you know what? I was just trying to protect my daughter and then she ran off with some tattooed guy to become a music star. All the guys get shocked in this movie in the process. Yeah. That's no, just the sequel 20 years later. It's a very good point. Um, when, when when this big thing comes into Hollywood about, um, you know, all male remakes, because it's going to happen one day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, Justin Long, some douche, Crossroads too. Anson Mount, what a name that is, Anson. I'm gonna... Anson, Mount. Anson Mount. I mean, he did, not like Justin Long, Justin Long didn't mount, Anson did. Just, Justin Short and Anson Mount. Um, but like with Zoe Saldana, like I've looked up her filmography, so she'd been in a couple of things before this, um, but I don't think she'd really been a star. Like, I'm with you. Like I love Zoe, Zoe Saldana. She's great. And... The sad thing is, I think when I saw Avatar... No, she was in Star Trek before Avatar. The yeah. The sad thing is, when I saw Star Trek, I'm like, hey, it's a chick from Crossroads. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, sad, sad admission there. But yeah, no, she she's odd. And even her storyline, she's what, like 18? We see her as all like, I'm Queen Bee, Miss Popular. She's literally in a dance checking out hunky guitar guy going, oh, he's checking me out. Oh, oh, he's so sexy. Oh, babe, you could have him if you want. Ah, girl, I'm engaged. And then like, and then five minutes later, when they're in the car, 
she's gone from like, oh, mm, mm, he's so sexy, to, oh, yeah, he's okay. Like, she's just <laughs> terrible. And, like, you point out about the whole thing with Mimi as the singer, like, they're legitimately going to Los Angeles for her to pursue a music career. Why is she not shitty that Britney Spears has stolen her limelight? Like, this this whole plot line about her going to the karaoke bar and, like, melting under pressure, should that not be the point where she has an epiphany and is all like, you know what, Lucy, this isn't for me, but, hey, maybe you should go. Like, all you need is a scene of her saying that because then it makes no sense that they're still going to LA for her to pursue this when she's, like, shat herself on stage and not... (laughs) you know, realise that she's not set out for this. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, and, yeah, the, the point, like, none of them had their licence, but they're just going to get into this car of, like, mm, mm, Anson Mount, oh, he's sexy. Mm, mm. And, like, come on. Like, there's a guy who looks like this who's been in jail, like, oh, you know, this is the whole, this is the whole targeting to the girls, like, oh, the hunky yeah. bad guy who's got a heart of gold. Like, what if he really was like a douche nozzle who'd murdered people and took them all to that bloody hotel room Alabama and like tied them up, raped them and murdered them? Like, you know, better movie. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, gosh, what are the odds that they get the one hunky ex jailbird who's got a heart of gold? who happens to play mm-hmm. the piano and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, I don't really have a whole lot more to add. The fun thing is, though, that band that's on stage um, is a little band called Bowling for Soup. I don't know if you've heard of Bowling for Soup before. They are not playing their instruments <laughs> and they're a real band. They, they, they had, like, a few hits in the early to mid-2000s. Um, I, so, I've heard of them. They Because yeah. they, they often pop up even nowadays in, like, NHL games. You know, they always have the soundtracks with yep. music in there. Yeah, yeah, I remember them from NHL games. Well, they're... They, I was going to say, their uh, Wikipedia page, their picture is actually of them performing at the Dallas Stars Stanley Cup playoff performance or something. So they're obviously hockey fans. But, um, yeah, iconic band, just... Bowling for Soup. This is now down just completely to bad filming where they couldn't even sync the band to their own song because this is awful. Um, um, you mentioned just one thing I was just going to say with Britney's acting. You mentioned like with the, the sort of the yawning bit. One thing that kind of does annoy me, but if you actually watch Britney Spears interviews, it's just Britney Spears. She's kind of got that very like wispy voice where she's kind yeah. of just, you know, sounding really innocent. Like that's just how she speaks. And that's kind of annoying sometimes, but like there are, yeah, there are a few, there are a few moments and I really wish I had a pinpointed in the film, but there are legitimately a couple of moments where I think she actually is quite good. Like her facial acting is not too bad. Like she actually has some good reactions. Like the bit where she's with Justin Long and they're kind of going through the list and she's kind of like, you know, nodding along and kind of, you know, playing off there. I think like she does okay. And let's be honest, she has great chemistry with Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning is her name. Um, so I think they're believable as kind of this trio as yeah. friends. Um, and actually one final little trivia bit for you, the little girl at the beginning as young Britney Spears, that's actually Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears' sister. I was wondering that, yeah, because she yeah. looked a, a lot like her. Yeah, no, that's Jamie um, Lynn. Is it, is it Jamie Lynn Saldana too? <laughs> yes, and Jamie Lynn Manning. <laughs> Funnily enough, they all too can also uh, run the 100 metres in under 10 seconds. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, 
Oh, uh, this is gonna be the new. Uh, it's like cor- course and rough and irritating. <laughs> can run 100 meters in under six seconds. Oh, speaking uh, of the new joke for 2020, Noah can't get a date. Noah can't get a date, yeah. <laughs> Noah is Justin Long. <laughs> yes, that is, that is legitimately Noah. That is Noah in that sense. <laughs> yes. Come on, this is the way I imagine it. It's very accurate. <laughs> Let's be honest, if Noah was in that situation, Noah wouldn't know who Britney Spears was. You're, you're not in fatty, yes, sir? Hey, you know what? If... If anybody out there will proudly identify themselves as Noah Grove's lab partner in 12th grade, <laughs> we will send you a free Oz Network t-shirt. We will do it. <laughs> we will. Yeah. But you have to live up to your end of the bargain. That's the, the flip side. And, and when we get those t-shirts uh, made, I'm going to be the first to buy Britney Spears world record holder. Uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> we just got our next t-shirt. <laughs> um, so when they're in the hotel... Uh, Mimi's brushing her teeth while taking a dump while Brittany's in the shower. <laughs> this is just oh, gross. Um, what's really gross to me is that Mimi, when she's done brushing her teeth, she puts it in her hair as if it's like a hairpin. <laughs> it's just disgusting. Uh, all three girls are in the bathroom. They're talking about, you know, he's a killer, you know. We're taking a road trip with a killer. And this is the first time they're all talking about, oh, he killed a guy. Which is a subplot that, again, goes nowhere. Um, Mimi here mentions that she can feel her baby kicking. I love her reappearing and disappearing baby bump. Like, first yeah. of all, I asked Jimmy, because, like, I mean, I we she's been pregnant twice, you know, once with twins. Uh, so I, I remember a lot of things about pregnancy. But as far as timelines and everything, I mean, Jamie would track things down to the day. So I asked her, at what point did you feel the baby's kicking? And she's like, well, I think it was about 14 weeks with Casper, uh, which – was apparently still early. Most people don't feel it until like you know a month or two later, until they're maybe even five months or whatever. We find out later that she is at least six months pregnant here. She looks three tops <laughs> and occasionally looks not pregnant at all. Uh, and I love that it's just, it's always there and gone. But even when her baby bump is at its biggest, it is not a six month baby bump minimum because she said she got knocked up around Christmas and they've graduated. So let's just say this is possibly the beginning of July. She's ready to pop any time now. It's just ridiculous. Um, another song appears on the radio, which they do not sing along to, uh, which uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with Matthew Sweet? Again, is that, is he a thing over there? Uh, not that I'm familiar with. No. This song, Girlfriend, um, it, it was a song in the, the game uh, Rock Band or Guitar Hero, one of those two as well. Uh, but uh, probably one of my favorite singers. He's not like a huge star or anything. He'd be considered more like, you know, indie. But uh, he's fantastic. So there's good songs in this. Just nobody wants to sing to them. Um, they get into a bit of trouble as the car breaks down. Uh, Britney Spears, of course, knows how to identify what's wrong with the car because her dad's a mechanic or owns a mechanic's shop. Uh, he's got a lot of financial trouble, which we'll find out later on too. And we find out it's going to cost $350 to fix the car. Now they say they don't have enough money to fix the car. They had $468 24 hours ago. They stayed in a cheap hotel overnight and they each ate a burger. (laughs) They have gone through at least $119 for them to have less than $350. And they don't say... We don't have enough to fix the car. It's not like, well, all we need is a dollar, guys. Come on, we're at 349 here. They don't have the money. So they've spent 400 Britney budgeting. This is what happens when Britney Spears is the valedictorian. It's in charge of the finances. She spends $468 in one day on a cheap hotel and burgers. Um, 
And she wants to say she's going to go home. Uh, no, you can't go home. I've got a great idea. So Mimi here has a great idea. In this scene, they ask, where are we? I don't know, somewhere in Louisiana. Brittany's her home great state. I- her home state, yes. Um, her great idea, though, that she's apparently had this whole time is a karaoke contest in some small club <laughs> called the Bayou Club. They are outside of the town when the car breaks down. They have to call a tow truck to get into this small town. Mimi had the great idea about the karaoke contest in a town she had never been in that she would not have known that existed. And this was her plan to get out. And she knew what the payoff was and everything. But they cover themselves here. Do you notice the sign when they walk into the club? Uh, Britney Spears performing live tonight. Uh- <laughs> it's Club Bayou's famous karaoke night. <laughs> oh, right. It's fa- famous. So they knew about this. Okay, got it. it. Even I know about that one, Cole. Now that you mention it, it's famous. This is just one of those idiotic plot things. I have a great idea. And then they show up at a place they have never been to and she knows what's going on there. But it's a famous karaoke night and 26 people are there to give them $700 because they must make at least that or maybe more. Um, so they're going to all perform. This is Mimi's big chance. So the only character who has a dream in this movie, Brittany is going to med school or whatever, or working for a hospital, but that's not her dream. She has not identified that she has a dream. Zoe Saldana is going to get married. That's her dream. Mimi's dream is to be a singer. Mimi gets on stage, doesn't know how to sing, completely cacks, and Brittany takes over doing I Love Rock and Roll. Um, Britney Spears is a decent singer, but this is not something that would blow them away. Uh, but they probably make about $5,000 based on that tip jar. Uh, but oh, Britney more. Spears... Like the amount of... They're all of a sudden they're staying in five-star hotels in the next five minutes. That money never runs out, exactly. does it? <laughs> and this is some dingy club with approximately 26 people in it who all somehow make this kind of money. Now, we should remind people that Britney is showing her belly here, and she is dancing around a pole while singing I Love Rock and Roll, so maybe there's something to it. Um, but I, I do love the It's just the, the animation of the background extras here, the best acting in the movie here. Look at that chick. She's pregnant. Get <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, it's literally like, oh, my God, she's pregnant. Get off the stage. <laughs> No, we got a pregnant singers. I like the mulleted guy in the red hat who just like you see for like two seconds. This one guy with a massive mullet, like a. <laughs> yes. This is so stupid. Oh, um. And here's another great filmmaking moment here from esteemed music video director. Uh, a couple of moments in this when they're singing "I Love Rock and Roll," you hear background singing. And neither of the other two girls are singing. (laughs) Uh, But again, Britney's dancing on a pole. So uh, all is right with the world. Get off the stage. (laughs) She's pregnant. Get off the stage. She's pregnant. And again, her baby mom's gone during the scene. So who would even notice? Uh, They now not only have enough for their car to get fixed and the trip, but they're staying in a five-star hotel. (laughs) A lot of tip money. Uh, there is a moment here, too, where some college guy starts getting a little bit touchy with Brittany on the dance floor. So uh, Anson mounts him uh, with his fist. Nah. <laughs> uh, I thought that it was going to be... I just wanted this entire movie to have Anson mount here. 
continually when he's getting frustrated just be like i'll kill you <laughs> just to see all the girls around <gasps> <laughs> they could have really teased that like when they take his car later on i'll kill all of you <laughs> uh but he just i hate you hate you <laughs> every single one of them and not just the men but the women and the, the children <laughs> and the mariahs too no he slaughtered their careers like animals <sighs> i hate them <laughs> uh, he doesn't punch the guy here too he gives him an elbow which very clearly on camera comes about 100 meters from the guy's face <laughs> and it's, it's really weird I don't, the thing I don't understand about this and like literally Anson mounts him by punching him in the face then storms off <laughs> then then he's grumpy with Brittany, and then Brittany tries to say yeah. something, and he's all like, mm, and just storms up. Like, why is he grumpy with her? Like, what? I almost killed again because of you. <laughs> like, I, I saved you from a guy, like, getting a bit handsy and a bit rapey with you, but I'm going to be mad with you because I think he should have raped you. He also picked up Mimi after her rape and was mad at her too. <laughs> yeah. I was raped. Don't talk to me. That's the worst. Um, they're back at their five-star hotel, and this is where they're all, you know, having their sl- their girls' slumber party. The I never go to have a slumber party. <laughs> and now she does. And uh, we find out here that as they tell the stories, Mimi is six months pregnant because it was a guy she doesn't know. She got drunk. Um, this is the thing where it's like, have you ever touched one? And it's like, oh, it's always the quiet ones. Say it, I touch one and I'm proud. <laughs> uh, obviously, they're talking about Justin Long's penis there. And Britney <laughs> so that's Spears, the last moment we're going to have a Justin Long in this movie. <laughs> not acting. Yeah, she's touched many and is very proud of it. <laughs> um, the next morning, the, I love they go to the gas station here. And Anson Mount passes out in the car. Like, he's just filled up. They went inside to get a burrito. And somehow it's like, seems like a good time for a nap. <laughs> he's out cold. So their debate is, oh, what are we going to do? Well, well, let's just take the car. He doesn't want us to touch the car. Uh, you get the keys. You get the keys. Come on, Brittany. You're the one who's touched one before. You get the keys. <laughs> so she does. She touches another one and gets his keys. And they're all in the car. He's still passed out in the back seat. And another song comes on the radio. Shania Twain. Canadian Man, I icon. Feel like a, they're really playing to the Canadian crowd in this movie. Um, and they're all singing along on the radio because that's what you do in a musical. You have the world's biggest pop star. Let's have her sing into other people's music. And Anson wakes up in the back seat and he's furious because they drove his car. And this is one scene I actually really like. And I think this is, you know, as you said, we're not the audience for this movie. If you had made this movie right it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. It's it's a decent movie. This scene actually does work for a guy, I think. At least for me. Um, because he, as he's freaking out, it's like, you go talk to him. No, you go talk to him. No, you're the one who's touch one, Brittany. You go talk to him. <laughs> this is just going to be with their feet for the rest Quick, of the Quick, sprint over there in five seconds. You'll be there in less than 100 meters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's 100 meters away. I can get there in 5.97. <laughs> um, also, I, I just want to out. He filled up gas fell asleep in the backseat while they bought a burrito. They have been driving for half of one song, so it's been two minutes, and he's now awake. I've been passed out cold. Another stupid thing in this movie. Uh, 
so she goes and talks to him and he's basically saying, you know, it's just been, you know, all girl stuff forever. It's like, do you have any idea what it's like to be around girls all the time? And she just sort of looks at him and is like, okay, wait, you're a girl. I understand. Like this scene actually is really funny and fairly well written. And I think I'll, I'll give Shonda Rhimes credit for one thing. She writes men way better than she writes women because I think every guy has been in this position. Have you ever been in or worked in an all-female environment for an extended period of time? I have, yes. I generally enjoy it more often, as you could probably imagine I would, because we all listen to the same music. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, there you go. I'm not even saying I don't enjoy it. I mean, I actually, I, I've most of my jobs seem to have primarily been, you know, all-female environments. But there's something about women. I've always said this because I have been the only guy in these all-female environments. People always say men are pigs. Women, exactly the same. They just don't do it in front of guys. Uh, but if there's only one guy, it's like they let their guard down, and you suddenly start hearing things that are just unnatural for a guy to hear. And and women will say filthy, filthy things. And it's funny because I remember telling this to Jamie. I'm like, you know what? Like, a lot of times if you're the only guy around all women, like, the guard comes down. Like, women are disgusting. <laughs> they're perverse. They're, 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 they're arguably worse than men. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. You didn't know that? And yeah. I've told this to other women that I've worked with. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've never heard a person talk about their ovaries as much. <laughs> if there's more than one guy in the room, but you're the only guy. And it, sometimes it can be draining. One of the classes I remember doing at university was because I needed like a, I don't know, an easy credit or something. I needed to do some extra course. So I did gender studies. And let's be honest, we all know that gender studies isn't gender studies. It's feminine studies. They just try to make it political. You, you did one class on masculinity. Sure. Um <laughs> But, like, I would come out of every single class going, oh, my God, men are bastards. Like, we are the worst. I'm going to go home and drink some beer and watch some porn. (laughs) (laughs) That was my story. (laughs) I was going to say, though, but you you realize there's the flip side of that where women are exactly the same, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And, I mean, look, in all seriousness, like, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I I genuinely find myself hanging out with girls more often. I get along with girls better. It's always been a thing. Um, Either that or gay guys, like, in all seriousness. But I've definitely been in situations where, yeah, you sort of, you're around women too long and you're just kind of like, oh, my God, like, I I need to find a man right now. (laughs) Like, I I need to, you know, get away from this. I need to do something a little bit more because this is driving me crazy. So, um, yes, no, I think... And and as you said, women, sure, in the same situation. If they're surrounded by men, they're going to be doing exactly the same situation. Like, I need to get, get, get around women right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I actually really love this scene where he's like, you know, it's just girls talking and girls singing, girls giggling and stuff like that. And it's like, the car is my, it's my car. It's my car. (laughs) It's a guy's car, okay? It's very masculine. I need something, you know? And I I remember the first time I was exposed to this was, uh, you know, I I grew up, you know, my my dad died when I was eight. So, you know, I was raised by a single mom. I have an older sister, a younger brother. And... My brother went away and visited a friend in Saskatchewan. Why he would do that to himself, I don't know. But he did that for for a whole month. And it was just my mom and my sister and me for a month. And again, this is not a sexist comment in any way. It's just there are differences between men and women. And when women are not – it's not obvious to them they're around guys. You know, like I said, it's like one guy in a room will be invisible. It's like I don't know what's going on. 
<laughs> I feel like I, I just need to, to to go do something. To I don't even know how to fix a car, but I just want to go take a hammer to a car, do something. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and it gets to be a lot, you know. And so I completely understand the situation. It's it's a nice scene, and I think the flip side, you know, like you said, it would be one woman in all female environment. After a while, it's like, you know, you just need a girl around. That's completely normal. Um, the last thing I'll just sort of end off on here is when we get his backstory uh, about how he he isn't a killer as they're talking about you know did you really kill a guy no what people say i killed a guy no my this is where every character just has to have the most tragic backstory that literally need leads nowhere oh you know i got a sister and i was off at college and my dad was beating her up all the time and i came back to get her and i took her but there's a little law called taking a minor across state lines so i went to prison as if the daughter couldn't have said my dad was beating me and he gets taken away from custody. But I love that this is the story to make you feel for this guy, like you said, and it goes nowhere because he still has a sister at home somewhere getting beaten up daily. <laughs> and nobody cares about this. I don't understand it. But, uh, yeah, so much dramatic stuff going on in this movie. Uh, but a guy needs his car, right? He does. I, I do. That one bit I like about that scene, though, is when he turns around and goes, you guys got in a car with somebody you thought was a killer? What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I don't get the whole money. I mean, I, I kind of get the money situation, but like, I like it when she's like, we did this without a plan. You're the valedictorian. You got in the car too. Like, you know, you've been on the road for how long and you're only saying this now? Um, like, if they're that short on money, I mean, a, ho- a motel room is still going to be like camp. Like, stop being, like, I get the whole thing. Like, oh, I'm a girl. I can't camp. Like, but I mean, you legitimately had this amount of money to get there, and ugh. um, the whole engagement thing again is just odd because again, isn't she like eighteen? And I mean, I get it. The guy we're going to meet later is like the biggest douche of all douches. But why has he bought her a ring in the first place? Like, it's just strange. and they've been engaged for a while because he hasn't been home since Christmas. So she got engaged when she was what seventeen, and yet he's out raping people and doing other girls in Los Angeles and he what does he yeah. buy everyone a ring like is this meant to be a thing like oh he's such a douche he would go and engage get engaged to someone this is what guys are like they just want to fuck you and get engaged like well I mean let's be honest she got a nice piece of jewellery out of it she can sell it make some money <laughs> Positive silver lining to every bad situation people think about it um but um the whole like the gas station beetle is that when like he, like, the Anson Mount goes to Britney Spears, like, are you angry at me or something? And she's like, oh, why would I be angry at you? I don't even know well, you. Like, really yeah. bad acting there. Oh. <laughs> like, the way she says that. Um, like, oh, we've got to add a scene of Britney calling home because, oh, you know, Daddy Dan's a bit upset. <laughs> I love how they've got to, like, overemphasize that they're in Louisiana because I'm assuming, again, that's, like, a huge nod to the fact that Britney Spears is from Louisiana. Yeah. Um, also, too, um, obviously, Britney Spears was a very big uh, spokesperson for Pepsi, so I don't know if you noticed the overabundance oh, of Pepsi products in this movie. Tons, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wherever you can see a Pepsi can or a Pepsi vending machine in the background. Like, um, well, hold on. sync, Louisiana, Pepsi. Like, this is the Britney Spears Vanity Project. Yeah. Well, in all seriousness, in some of the reviews I've read, they're literally saying this is a pop star vanity <laughs> project. Um uh yeah the whole and like again let's be honest when we get to the karaoke scene 
what song she's singing? Oh, I Love Rock and Roll wouldn't happen to be on her latest album by any chance now, would it? <laughs> what a coincidence! <laughs> Did you not and see the writing that comes spend- up? Britney, now available in record stores. <laughs> and yet she still spends more time singing other people's songs in this movie. And what? why does this karaoke club in, I guess they're in New Orleans, like... Why does it have a DJ? Like, I've never been to a karaoke club. He's in, you know, record scratching. Um, it's a famous karaoke club. But, like, and, like, all these people, boo, get up the stage, he's pregnant, next act. <laughs> and, like, literally they just let, like, with this host guy who's all like, hey, you know, you know what it's like at this club. If you don't like him, boo him. Like, they've literally been booed off stage. Why isn't he stepping in going, well, there's shit, let's get on to the... Why do they give him a second all chance? Right. <laughs> You've had your chance. Move along. <laughs> like, what are those old days when they would bring the hook out and drag them out off stage? Like, where's that? And another thing that's kind of jarring, like, you, you make a very good point about how, like, Britney Spears is literally the only one without a dream. Again, we get a throwaway line after she's gotten a graduation about that one teacher that, oh, aren't you going to go to music school? Like, can't there be some sort of line that you add to it? Like, where she maybe has a conversation. She's like, oh, we know I'd love to. You know, like, that would always be a dream of mine. But that's all you need to add. One line. It's just, and like, it's so random that she gets up and singing. And the other thing that I find really random too is, like, she's painted as this little, like, virginal valedictorian who studied all the time and never had fun. And, like, literally in one scene when they go, like, about to go out and perform on stage, and they're like, oh, we need to look sexy. She's now all of a sudden exposing a midriff, and she's got curly hair, and she's skanking it up on a pole. Like, should she not be a little bit nervous? Like, like I, does this happen to girls? Like, little innocent girls who are just dying to get up on a pole and show off their stomach and sing I Love Rock and Roll? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a girl. But, like, it's just... Not had a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All I need is time, Colin. All I need is time. A moment that is mine. While I- and actually, can I also point out, valedictorian Britney Spears spends a large portion of this movie writing in a book, right? To which she's questioned multiple times by Anson Mount. What are you writing? Oh, nothing. What are you writing? Oh, nothing. <laughs> An hour later, okay, I'll share it with you. I'm writing poetry. This is what I've written. She's written like five lines. <laughs> it's taken her like five states. A road trip. She's literally <laughs> written, I used to think I had the answers to everything, but now I know life doesn't go my way. Feels like I've caught the middle. That's what I realized. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. That took her like five state lines to write that, people. It would take me longer to run the 100-meter dash than to write those five lines. <laughs> <laughs> not, not as fast as Brittany, of course. But, um, <laughs> but like, like this bar, like you've got, you know, boom, get up the stage. You've got weird mullet guy with a, let's be honest, that's a MAGA hat. That's like, that, you know, we're well before <laughs> Make America Great Again, but that's what it looks like. And... He's all of a sudden booing and he's cheering. Literally everyone in this Louisiana bar to three 17-year-old attractive girls tipping them and only one guy's getting a bit rapey with them. Like, they got out there lucky. I'm sorry. <laughs> and girls knew that going in too. They're like, come on, if we're going to win this, we got to get sexy. Okay? Like, they knew they weren't going to this on their singing. 
And it's the worst bar ever that they're literally all underage because even Ants and Mouth are like, oh, come on, guys, we're going to get out of here but they know you're underage. Like, how did they get in there in the first place? <laughs> like, karaoke mention, competition. Like, you know, any, even any other bad movie will be like, this is a redneck bar. This is a college frat bar. You literally have all these people that would never be in the same establishment together. You've got mullet make America great guy with 21-year-old college douche, you know, with with 17-year-old sexy girls. Like, these people are not going to be going to the same clubs. But this is a famous karaoke club, so maybe they would. And the thing with the money, I think they actually even say, like, we made... I don't even know how much they say they made. But, like, next scene, we are in basically a five-star luxurious hotel yeah. where they're ordering, like, champagne and strawberries and all this kind of chocolate cake and everything, which, okay, you've just blown your budget in one night or whatever. And then the next morning, let's get all serious and all of a sudden tell the tragic story about how Thingo was raped. Like, and they handle it with the, the care of, like, Britney Spears running a 100-meter sprint. They're literally like, oh, yeah... <laughs> I didn't know the guy's name, and he raped me. Oh, I hope we stay friends forever and never drift <laughs> apart again. Okay. Like, I'm not one to jump on the 2020 woke bandwagon, but I am for this movie because they handle it so poorly. This girl has just spilled a heart out about a horrible assault, and you're just like, oh, let's be friends forever. Um, yeah. Um, the whole... Where are we up to? Um... Yeah, let's sing Shania Twain, uh, another singer I've seen live. In all fairness, so that was for work. I didn't go out of my way for it. Um, but, um, yeah, I like the guy scene too. I'm a guy, I'm a guy, I'm a guy, I'm a guy. Um, and, yeah, th- this is the camping scene where she's reading out the whole lyrics to I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Oh. And, again, the, the the inability to explain something like, because 10 minutes later, it's going to be like, hey, I've got an idea. I've got a piano. Let's turn this into a song. And, oh, my God, let's enter the contest. Like, why can't he have a throwaway line here where he's like, Lucy, you're mm. really talented. Have you ever thought about songwriting? And she's like, oh, no, I don't think exactly. I'm good enough. Like, no, but you really are. That would be, no, 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 don't be silly. That's all you need to add. But, like, mm-hmm. you literally go for the cliche, oh, dude, let's kiss. And, ah, something bit me at the bum. No. <laughs> And then they're like, don't worry, it's not a snake bite, it's a mosquito bite. A mosquito bite, like, mosquitoes here in Winnipeg, we must be, like, the mosquito capital of the world. Like, there are so many mosquitoes here. A mosquito bite is not going to appear seven seconds later, okay? Like, this is a snake or something. She should be going to the hospital here. This is why she loses her baby. (laughs) Malaria kills her baby. Zika virus kills her baby. West Nile killed her baby. (laughs) So yeah, after their camp out, which we should also mention, Zoe Saldana did not want to sleep in sleeping bags, and now <laughs> she's a mature enough and uh, grown person, so she will now sleep outdoors. Um, but uh, the next morning, they're all off uh, to drop Brittany off at mom's house, uh, which she lives in a mansion. Again, we, we've heard nothing about her mom. She mentioned, oh, I want to find my mom, and then it's almost forgotten at this point in the movie, so I'm like, wait, why, why is she getting off again? Uh, but who should open the door but Kim Cattrall? Uh, again, I'm, I'm not a Sex in the City fan. I don't think I've ever seen a whole episode. Uh, I don't even know her from anything else. But again, another nod to Canada here. Extremely famous because she is Canadian. And the fact that uh, she became famous off, off of what was, up until a few years ago, the highest grossing Canadian film of all time, Porky's. 
Um, but uh, she's her mom, and she's here for 30 seconds, <laughs> as you said. And uh, she even asks, you know, oh, what are you doing here? Uh, I came to see you, mom. I'm wondering where she got the address. Her mom has not been in contact with her. We found that out earlier on. She's remarried. She does not have the same name, and she just knows where she lives. Yeah. Like, there's not nothing in this movie that sets even that up. But we don't even hear the heartbreaking conversation. It's like, oh, I need to tell you something. And then she just shows up at the hotel, and her friend's like, what's wrong, Brittany? What's wrong? And then she just goes and cries. Or sorry, she yawns in the bathroom for <laughs> the next couple of minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, as Anson Mount goes into of course, her friends aren't going to be the ones to comfort her. Uh, it needs to be Anson who needs to mount her. Uh, but she's even saying, she told me that she never wanted me, and I was just a mistake. <laughs> They're yawn, crying here. Uh, and, and I, I really do wonder, like, this is the point, you know, you, you are the one who introduced me to this, the, the pitch meeting, uh, the guy yeah. who does the pitch meeting videos. Yeah. I want them to do it for Crossroads because there are just some idiotic things where it's like, you know what? We've only got 20 minutes left in the movie. How are we going to wrap everything up? It's like, well, let's just create a bunch of tragedy for the characters. Okay. So the mom, she never wanted her. She left. She said she should have just given her to the maid to raise. And now she still doesn't want her. Okay, but she's rich and she has a family and she clearly loves her own kids now. So wouldn't she be a changed person? No, because she didn't want her to begin with. It doesn't make any sense if the mom is now rich and successful, has two other kids that she clearly loves, that she's not even going to be like, you know what, I made a mistake. I'd like to at least get to know you. It's just, you know what, I I think you'd like to leave. I, 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 I want you to leave. It makes no sense. It's just they're getting so lazy and so rushed where we got to throw all this tragedy in the last 20 minutes that there's no time put in to even think, does any of this make sense? Yeah. Um, but uh, after this, of course, as you said, you know, uh, Anson Mount, he, he puts her poem to music. Uh, and of course, you've got biggest pop star in the world. You've got her singing along to other people's songs for the majority of the music. Let's finally have a musical sequence. So what does the biggest pop star in the world do? She sings her own song, but she doesn't because she spends the majority of the song going, na, 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 na. <laughs> it is the majority of the song. She's na, na, na it. <laughs> like the opportunities they would have to make this a huge movie. Let's capitalize. Let's have her singing. To, let's make her dream to be a music star. They could have made Coyote Ugly too. And that makes sense for a Britney Spears movie. Not her na, na, na and singing to the radio. Um, but we get after this, the girls are back on the road. And when we get another sing along to radio, <laughs> Cheryl Crows, if it makes you happy. And now even Anson Mount is joining another girl's sing along. I wish they had to uh, change that to um, Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> um, they show up finally at the audition. And this is just idiotic. Like, I'm not in the music industry. I know enough, though, to know that a record label is not going to have a massive open audition that everybody shows up in in line to sign up for six days ahead of time. These people are here with their instruments in hand, costumes, hats, jackets, as if this is American Idol. And there's a guy in line handing out a piece of paper saying, fill this form out, hand it over there, your audition's in six days. 
what are these people doing in line with their instruments then? And none of these people are like, what? It's not yet. We got to wait another six days. Take the five seconds to say, I thought it was now. Well, I guess we have to wait longer. I'll wait with you, Mimi, because this is your dream and it's mine now too. None of that. Uh, so they're waiting six days now. So what do you do in six days? You have sex in front of an open window. Because <laughs> Britney's got to lose her virginity, folks. Yeah. She has to. Uh, and of course, the first time he's willing to let anybody take his car is so he could have sex with Britney in front of an open window. This isn't just an open window. This is like a giant double window from floor to ceiling right out onto the beach where people are walking past and they're disrobing and having sex in front of an open window. This is like something out of the room. Here's the ugliest tattoo. Can we point that out too? That tattoo on his back is hideous. It looks like, like, you know archangel wings or something like that yeah. i don't even know what it is and it looks so fake too like the ink smearing on it <laughs> <laughs> Robbing off. um exactly uh but what are they gonna do what are the other girls gonna do okay so i don't even what's the southana's character's name uh is is she kit maybe that's I, I, no she is kit there is a kid in this movie there i knew that i wasn't okay, that bad I'm just gonna call her zoe She's just Zoe Saldana. She's Gamora. Okay. So uh, Gamora is going to uh, – she first calls her fiancé. And, oh, sorry, this isn't a good day. I'm actually really – oh, okay. All right. So now we get that her the, – the, here's the bit of the scoop. He's going to be a douche. Uh, they show up at his apartment. It's like, oh, uh, what are you doing? I thought I said I'd call you tomorrow. Yeah, but I wanted to surprise you. Uh, I've got a friend over here. He's had a bad day. And they go, are you coming? Of course, they're about to have sex in front of an open window too, I guess. It's just the kind of thing to do. Uh, but she realizes there's another girl in there. So, of course, she's furious. But pitch meeting. So we're only 10 minutes left in the movie now. We're, we know we're going to have to sing I'm Not a Girl. We know we're going to have to have a reunion with the dad. How are we going to pay off Mimi's story? Well, she has to have a miscarriage. Okay, why she have the miscarriage? Well, she gets upset. Well, who's she going to get upset with? Well, she gets upset with Zoe Saldana's boyfriend. Why? He's the guy who raped her. <laughs> And you know how she finds that out? Because he happens to be drinking from a blue beer bottle, and I'm sure he's the only one who drinks that one brand of beer. Like, how is that the reveal? Like, make the reveal something like, oh, I noticed he had a scar on his hand or something like that. Like, he's drink. Like, that's like the, oh, and he was drinking a can of Coke. And then all of a sudden, like, he's just, like, drinking a can of Coke. Like, for fuck's sake, like, this could be anyone. What if this guy's now arrested for rape and meanwhile it wasn't him just because he's drinking from the same bottle? Yeah, and like, and seriously, again, can we just point out, there's no payoff to this guy raping her. Like, yes. literally, she falls down the stairs with an awkward slow motion and, oh, no, the globe key ring has fallen out of her hand and next minute she's in hospital and, oh, the payoff, <laughs> she punches him. He raped her. Arrest him. This really is – I'm going to cap it off here by summing up how this is the Britney Spears vanity project in so many ways. No payoffs for other stories. Every character gets shafted in this movie except for Britney Spears. She ends up living somebody else's dream because what happens after the miscarriage, dad comes to get her. I love – he said, I had to take cash out of the savings for the plane in the hotel. A plane from Georgia to California? Why is he even getting a hotel? He's arrived that afternoon – this would cost less than it cost the car to get repaired. And he's taking money out of savings and he owns a business, a successful business. Like how bad is it? Of course, this is where she got her accounting skills from dad. Uh, this is I bet why he, he wants her to be a doctor because he's poor. Yeah, exactly. He's really bad with money. I need your help, girl. Um, 
<laughs> also, another thing to add in here, Mimi's in the hospital for a miscarriage. And I don't want to get too dark or, you know, anything on here. But, like, before we had Casper, Jamie and I had a miscarriage. Um, they're, they're not pretty. It's, 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 it's sad. But you don't get hospitalized. <laughs> Especially, maybe in this case, she's six months pregnant. Okay, possible. My mom had a couple of miscarriages. I don't think once she stayed in the hospital, I think it's basically like, we're sorry, you miscarried your baby. Uh, take some painkillers and go home. That, it's not to be cruel, but that's the way it is. She's in the hospital for like a week and a half, apparently. <laughs> and she comes out in a wheelchair as if she's paralyzed she from the waist down. She fell down the stairs, Colin, and lost her key ring. <laughs> it's tragic. And, and Again, let's just throw a bunch of tragedy in here. Not only she had a miscarriage, she's in the hospital. But she's happy, apparently. And when Dad Dan Aykroyd's like, you know, we're got to get you home now. Come on, girls, let's get in the car. Um, and you know, he he has the scene here, like you said, which w- would have actually made this a slightly better movie if they had bothered to sell the fact that the reason he's overbearing, the reason he wants her to stay home, the reason he wants her to be successful and all that, is not just because he's this terrible dad. It's because the mother left him. We find out the mother's a terrible person. She yeah. even calls home and said, "You're right about mom." Have that payoff where he says, you know, I, I just didn't want – he should be the one in the car here who's saying, I just didn't want to have you leave me like your mother did. And then she says, Dad, I'm not mom, but I have to go. And he's like, OK, I love you. But this has to be the Britney Spears show. So she basically pays off what his character's feelings are without yeah. him saying it. And then she goes off. And okay, let's run through the checklist here. Mimi, her dream is to be a rich, famous singer. Britney's going to do that. No, not her. Her friend's happy for her. Uh, Zoe Saldana, her dream is to get married and to have a great guy. Uh, She doesn't. She loses him. She's humiliated. But Britney gets a great guy and Britney gets to be married. Britney cleans up on everybody else's dreams. And yet Britney's the only character in this movie who does not have a dream. She could not. She doesn't say I want to be a singer. She doesn't want to say I want to meet a guy. I want to move to California. She lives everybody else's dream in this movie. And she even steals Dan Aykroyd's dramatic moment. Shame on you, Britney. (laughs) Shame on you. Uh, What do they do? I just, I just want to point out quickly with Dan Aykroyd, sorry, as well, that he also hates pregnant women. Because what does he say? Like, you got in a car with a guy with a pregnant girl? Exactly. <laughs> you followed sorry. a guy, a pregnant girl, to California? <laughs> um, I bet she's going to leave that kid in three years, too. Uh, <laughs> that could have been a good addition to the character. Um, so we finally end the movie with the audition. Of course, everybody's contributing, but Britney is the star of the show. And again, I don't think this is how record companies hold auditions in front of a massive crowd with a bunch of, this looks like something out of, it's like American Idol had just come on the air and they're like, this is what people think an audition looks like now. Let's put four judges out there. Let's have a crowd behind them. Let's have singers and background dancers and all that. This is not the way people audition. But even just talk about bad acting. These judges or the record executives, their face is like, yeah, this girl's good. (laughs) And you get like a double thumbs up from Dan Aykroyd. The (laughs) The worst ever Dan Aykroyd moment I've ever seen. He's double thumbs up how is that not a gif <laughs> yeah, let's make it let's make that a t-shirt too <laughs> yeah, I want double thumbs up dan Aykroyd as a t-shirt <laughs> oh coming soon people just wait for it uh but yeah she's singing her song uh this time uh w- with music to it not just the na na na's 
And that's the end of Crossroads. What a dumb movie. Like, the the more you have to talk about this movie, I do see, especially why critics would run through this and be like, this movie is stupid because it's just so poorly made and just wrong decisions. And it really is a very cleverly disguised vanity project. Yeah. But again, it's not, it's not like, but it's not like an absolute steaming pile of trash. Like, we're not going to be talking like this about the Emoji movie or Dirty Dancing where we're like, it's legitimately bad that we just want to vomit. Like, we're just going to forget about, like, I did for 18 years. Like, it's just, it's just so forgettably bad that it's, and again, you, you feel that with a few tweaks, this actually would be a semi-okay movie. Like, it's, it's, you know, there's something in here that they, they could tweak a little bit. Um... The mother thing is just so random. Like, there's just, like, no payoff. Like, it's just, it's just odd. Like, surely mm-hmm. there could be something like a, like, let's see the scene, as you said, like, where she's explaining to her why she can't be a mother and just, like, you know, like, oh, and, you know, I need to let you go. Or you need to let me go like I did with you. You know, I, I love you, but, you know, I'm not the right mother for you. Or so- I don't know. Like, just something. It's just literally like, oh, who can we get to play a mother who's in it for like three minutes? Flicking channels. Uh, no, Lisa Kudrow, no. Um, uh, Helen Hunt, no. Oh, Sex and the City. <laughs> Do you think one of these is motherly? Sarah Jessica, no, too much like a horse. We've already got a mount in this movie. Um, Cynthia Nixon, no. Um, the other one, I can't remember her name. Oh, Kim Cattrall could be motherly. The slutty one. <laughs> Fran Dresser. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I mean, look, I I maybe watched an episode or two of Sex in the City because, again, I'm a, you know, teenager. Oh, sex, there's boobs in this. But then when you realise they're kind of four middle-aged women that you're not really attracted to, you don't really care to see their boobs. Um, no offence to Kim Cattrall, <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> Cynthia Nixon, and whoever the fourth one is. Um, but um, I like Kim Cattrall. I didn't realise she was Canadian. I'm seeing here that she was uh, grew up in on Vancouver Island. So there you go. Good for her. Um, but it's just like the most rare, like, they got Dan Aykroyd to be in this movie, uh, and then let's get Kim Cattrall to play the most pointless character in movie history. Um, uh, and then this is the thing too, like, with Dan Aykroyd, like, I don't know if you are a, a huge, he's, he's a blast in the past, the My Girl franchise, um, but like in the second My Girl, when Vader goes off to Hollywood, basically runs away without his permission to find more information about her mum. Uh, does Dan Aykroyd have a bit of a typecast going on here? Like, Dan, I want you to play the father of a girl who has to run away to Hollywood to find out about her mum. <laughs> like, I feel there's something strangely familiar about this plotline. Um, My Girl 2, much better movie than Crossroads. Um I actually like My Girl 2. I like My Girl movies. Good movies. Do you like My Girl movies? I remember liking the first one. I don't know if I ever watched the second. Second one underrated. It's got, um, what's his name in it from Last Action Hero, the kid. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know what his name is, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Austin something, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but anyway, so like, blinking, you miss it. There's Kim Cattrall. Um, cool. Uh, coming soon to nothing, because she hasn't really done much in a while. But, um, you know cool they landed her did funny funny trivia fact colin um anson mount took this role in this movie because of robert de niro did you know that i i did read that yeah you gotta read the story (laughs) like basically he was doing a movie with robert de niro at the time and was all like oh i've been offered this part but i don't really want to do it because you know it's 
Britney Spears acting debut. It's going to be shit. Um, and basically, Robert De Niro is like, oh, I'm a big Britney Spears fan. I think you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there involves a moment in history where Robert De Niro is script reading with Anson Mount and Robert De Niro is playing Britney Spears' character Lucy. I need, I hope there is footage of this because I want to see Robert De Niro be Britney Spears. Um, But yeah, we don't get an explanation of this. She just rocks up to their hotel where she didn't know where they were staying. Did she find out what (laughs) hotel they were staying at? No, who cares? I'm sure you easily can find a hotel down the road in Arizona. It's not that hard to find, right? Um, To which, again... Let's steal the poem and make no sense of it because she's just going to na 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 it up at a piano. <laughs> um, because, of course, this hunky guy who was playing bass for Bowling for Soup can play piano because, oh, isn't he a dreamboat? Um, yes, we get to the beach and Britney's stomach has been shown off again in a bikini this time <laughs> around. Um, and we get, you know, cheesy, let's arrive in Hollywood. So let's show the cliche Hollywood moments, of course, when they arrive. Um, can we also just point out that Mimi is wearing a shirt with the word Mimi on it? Like, is it she? Think... Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at it right now. Like, have I ever wanted to wear a T-shirt that literally says Ben on it? No, <laughs> uh, not that up myself. Um, and then yeah, like this whole moment of like, let's go out and oh, why don't you two come with us? Oh no, we want to stay in the room so they can bang in front of a window in their five star <laughs> beachfront hotel that they can afford. Um, and like, how do they like, what is this thing that they all of a sudden know we're going to lose our virginity to each other? Ugh. Um, and uh, just the rape side storyline of douche nozzle, it's just dumb. It's so stupid. Um, the slow-mo of her, um, world key chain falling. (laughs) Fun trivia fact, the hospital scene is, uh, the same hospital where they filmed Scrubs. There's a fun trivia fact for you. We should cover Scrubs. I've I've barely watched it. I've seen it like bits and pieces. Um, And yeah, Dan Aykroyd, who shows up, what's the thing he says? Like, I'm not disappointed in you, Lucy. I'm disappointed in what you did. Let's all just forget about this and go home and think of this as just a little thing. Again, back explain this guy's character a little bit more. Like, it's just, it's, oh, I'd love to interview Dan Aykroyd and go, Dan, why did you do Crossroads? (laughs) Like, come on, Dan. Like, just come on. Your things weren't that bad in 2002, were they? Like, you know, you did Ghostbusters. You did My Girl. Um, You you did Evolution. Actually, I really like that movie. We should do Evolution. Um, um, Whatever. Anyway. And, yeah, the whole bit in the taxi is just dumb. He makes out with the auditions. And, like, why is this audition thing? Like, you're talking about, like, the crowd and the judges. Why does she have, like, a full-on backing band with a professional sound? Like, how do they know this song? This guy's written it on a piano two minutes ago. And now everyone in this band knows every (laughs) single thing. And then, like, innocent little Lucy, who's wearing curtains on her arms... Like, who doesn't have a dream of being a singer. If we, if she does, we don't know. She's perfectly in sync and in harmony, and she knows everything about singing and microphone technique and mm-hmm. just everything about this is just odd. And then it all ends with this, what, positive message of... Um, on a positive note, though, the song on the credits, Overprotected, great song. Um, maybe the most enjoyable... The Maybe the most enjoyable part of the whole movie is watching the film clip to overprotect because that literally is the film clip overprotected that they play at the end. So, uh, fun fact with some great little bloopers of Crossroads in it. So, yes, yes. Crossroads. 
Uh, Ben, I hope you can run through our box office and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, I can, Colin, for you. Okay, good. I will do it. This movie was actually a success. <laughs> like, people yeah. talk about this being a, a bad movie, but, I mean, it actually was only made on a budget, basically, of $10 million. Uh, and it went on to make globally $61 million, including $37 million of that in the U.S., and uh, it was second highest grossing movie of that weekend. I don't know if I have the opening. What would be the number one movie there? Made $14 million on its opening weekend. Um, if I can see maybe what that weekend was. IMDb's changed. Oh, John Q was the opening weekend that Oh, Denzel. Movie. Yeah. Um, what a man. Also, also opening that weekend, Peter Pan 2, Return to Neverland, Hearts War, and Super Troopers. I remember Hearts War. It was awful. That was, was that Bruce Willis, <laughs> wasn't it? Bruce Willis, uh, yeah. Also on that weekend, Collateral Damage, uh, A oh. Beautiful Mind, Big Fat Liar, Black Hawk Down, Count of Monte Cristo, and oh. Noah's favorite movie, Snow Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And and another uh, pop star star vehicle was out that weekend. A walk to remember, Mandy Moore. Uh, mm. Only made less than a million dollars. So yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, decent success. Made six times its money back. I think out of all like the pop star led uh, vehicles, this I think was the most successful. Um, I mm-hmm. think Glitter only made like five million. Don't know about Gili. We'll talk about that soon, no doubt. But um, and swept away. We didn't. That only make about thirty million dollars from memory. That basically got released straight to video in a lot of places. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, critically though, uh, do you want me to keep going? Do you have this? Yeah. Or do you? Yeah. I yeah, don't right. have any of it up because Wi-Fi, quarantine Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen uh, percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on one hundred and four reviews. The consensus is. A cliched and silly pop star vanity project, Brit- uh, Chris Crossroads is strictly for Britney fans only. Uh, Metacritic, Metacritic, which assigns a weighted average score, gave the film 27 out of 100. Um, Robert K. Elder of Chicago Tribune said, Spears delivers a performance with the same sincerity she invested into a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> only this film contains twice the sugary calories. Uh, while New York Daily News writer Elizabeth Weitzma Noted, here's what Crossroad does not have. Cohesive direction from Tamara Davis, intelligent dialogue, and a comprehensible plot. Uh, <laughs> Maitland McDonough of the TV Guide said the film's mealy-mouthed messages about feminine empowerment will most certainly fall on deaf ears, since even 11-year-olds know Spears' power resides largely in her taut torso. Uh, <laughs> and Claudia Pugue of USA Today considered it less a movie than a mind-numbingly dull road trip. Um, There were some positive reviews, uh, two at least. Ben's friend said, best movie ever. (laughs) It's on the the DVD cover. Um, (laughs) Lisa Schwartzbaum of Entertainment Weekly, great uh, renowned... (laughs) Uh, article uh, magazine there said Crossroads not only makes excellent use of the swingers sweetly cultish acting abilities but also promotes a standardized set of sturdy values with none of Mariah Carey's desperate glitter or any of Mandy Moore's gumpy pap in a walk to remember Brett Feltzer Fetzer of Amazon.com also gave a positive review noting that this movie could have been trite schmaltz but the script has some grit. Some grit? What? And the direction is fresh and relaxed. What? 
Uh, and most significantly, Spears is far more sympathetic and engaging than you might expect. Okay. Uh, Time has named this magazine as one of the top 10 worst ever chick flicks. I'd love to open that list. Let's see if we can find out what else is on that. Uh, was nominated for two MTV Movie Awards for Best Breakthrough Performance for Britney Spears. Also for Best Dressed for Britney Spears. <laughs> also a nomina- Best Dressed Award? I know. Uh, 2002 Teen Choice Awards. Choice Drama Movie Actress, Britney Spears. Choice Breakout Movie Actress, Britney Spears. And Choice Movie Chemistry between Britney Spears and Anson Mount. Um, I'm seeing if we can find out who won those awards that year. Let's see here. I, I, I just have word, too. Britney has also just now been nominated for Choice 100-meter sprinter at this year's <laughs> <Yeah>. Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> oh, you're going to like this, actually, Colin, because uh, at the two... Let's, I've got I found the Teen Choice Awards here. I haven't found the MTV ones. So she was nominated uh, for Choice Movie Actress, Drama, Action, Adventure. She was up against Drew Barrymore for Riding in Cars with Boys, Sandra Bullock for Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, Kirsten Dunst for Spider-Man, Jennifer Lopez for Enough, Mandy Moore, A Walk to Remember, Liv Tyler for Lord of the Rings or Fellowship of the Rings, but lost out to the winner of that year, Natalie Portman for Star Wars Episode Two: oh. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> um... Also, for Choice Breakout Movie Actress, she was up against Beyonce Knowles for Austin Powers in Goldmember, Samantha Mumba or Mumba for The Time Machine, Franca Patente for The Born Identity. She's gone on to big things. Uh, Jamie Presley for Not Another Teen Movie, Lenore Varela for Blade 2, Emma Watson, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, but all lost to Mandy Moore for A Walk to Remember. Really? Um, and she lost, uh, Anson Mountain, Britney Spears, lost sadly to Mandy Moore and Shane West for a walk to remember for choice. Movie chemistry, which also <laughs> included Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, as well as Chris- Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire, um, and Josh Hartnett and Shannon Samosen for 40 days and 40 nights. Where's the MTV Movie Awards? Ah, too much effort. Golden Raspberry Awards, though. She won Worst Actress. Uh, I do believe she tied, if I'm not mistaken, with Madonna that year. Um, and she did. She tied for Madonna that year in Swept Away. So there you go. Look, what an awards ceremony that would have been for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was also nominated for Worst Screen Couple, Britney Spears and whatever his name was, Anson <laughs> Mount, <laughs> in Crossroads. Also in that category, Robert Benini and Nicoletta Brasci in Pinocchio, Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, a movie that we will be covering this year, Eddie Murphy and Robert De- uh, Owen Wilson and I Spy, but Eddie-, Eddie Murphy was also nominated collectively with Robert De Niro with Showtime, another movie we're doing this year, and Eddie Murphy and himself for a movie we've already done, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, oh, but all lost to Andre- Adriano Giannini and Madonna in Swept Away. <laughs> Um, and Brittany also won, God, you will love this. Um, she won worst original song for I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Also nominated overprotected by Britney Spears and (laughs) die another day from die another day. (laughs) Uh, also nominated for most flatulent teen targeted movie, uh, lost to Jackass, the movie, 
Um, but, and worst picture, Crossroads was nominated, lost to Swept Away. But funnily enough, we've covered so many movies this year in 2002. Cause we've done Pluto Nash, we've done Attack of the Clones, we just have not done Pinocchio. Uh, so, wow, great movie, great movie year 2002. Uh, plot keywords. Oh yes, I should really pull that up, shouldn't I? Uh, let's Bad have a look here. Project. <laughs> Uh, where am I looking here? I, I can't find proud it. of it. Plot keywords. There we go. Um, oh God, a lot. Okay. Um, road trip, muscular, uh, singing, New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, parent child relationship. These are all pretty boring. Uh, expectant mother, aspiring singer, bloopers during credit, cheating boyfriend. Uh, oh, falling downstairs. Uh, Miscarriage impo- due to keychain. Implied sex? Implied. Let's have a look here. Implied sex month. What could we cover? Wonder Woman, Iron Man, The Fast and the Furious, and Die Hard. Hmm. That's not a bad month. Playing Piano Month. (laughs) Yep. Bowling Um, for Soup Month. Is that a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Title directed by female. Um, Kissing while having sex month. Okay. I'm in. (laughs) Have a look. Doctor Sleep, The Departed, Crazy Stupid Love, and Deadpool, and Skyfall at number five. So there you go. Yeah, not not a whole lot of good ones here. So um, yeah. So what are we went down. through the reviews? What are we going to do with this movie? Uh, I'll tell you right now. I'm in it. <laughs> look, I honestly came into this thinking like, look, it's forgettable, and I don't know, but like, there's just something about it that maybe I'll rent, maybe. But no, uh, <laughs> I'm like talking about it as, yeah, no, it's it's a bin. Um, I mean, look, yeah, yeah, like again, not the worst movie we've ever covered, but you know, I mean, like I, I rented Swept Away, and I still enjoyed Swept Away a lot more. Again, maybe that comes down to the fact that I like Madonna more than Britney Spears, but I still really like Britney Spears. But yeah, sorry, Britney, just can't do it. It's it's a bin. Uh, and we're going to have plenty more bins to come because we got a whole month of this lined up for all you oh, people. I don't know. Nothing... There's well, one movie that I might rent, might yeah, even buy. Come I, on, there's definitely one I of these movies. You've got to admit, you like. I guarantee there is one I might buy. I'll just use yeah. that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's, let's be honest, like, I, I'm just interrupting you. I, only one more of these movies I've seen, and I've not seen Geely or Catwoman. So, yeah, uh, Batman and Robin. Who knows what we're going to do with that one because it's a really guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> Me too. Like, and I mean, that's going to be the most fun. That's what we're going to end on. I think we determined that. I mean, we we do have to decide which one we're going to cover next between Catwoman or Jiggly. But I I would say we do Catwoman next because then we can kind of alternate between the pop stars and the superheroes. Sure. I mean, I was going to say Jiggly to get rid of the pop stars so we could do the superhero ones together. But no, that makes sense. Let's uh, let's alternate. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to doing this with you because I know how much you love your Halle Berry. Ugh. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I've seen pretty much every single, not just pretty much, I think I have seen every single superhero movie ever made. I have never watched Catwoman. Uh, I've never had the urge to watch Catwoman. Uh, I hated the trailer enough that I would avoid watching the trailer when it came on TV. Uh, and from everything I've heard, I probably have spared myself from not watching this. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Interesting, because I I have seen Jiggly. Um, I don't know if I made it all the way through the movie. I think it was one of these things where 
my brother and I were like, let's rent some, some bad movies just to laugh at it. And we got some bad ones, but I don't think we made it through all of them start to finish. Uh, so this is going to be the one where I have not seen, I guess, along with Crossroads, have not seen even one minute of this movie. So who knows what's going to Maybe this will turn out to be the greatest superhero movie of all time. I doubt it, though. I think this is one of those ones because I yeah you mentioned about um, pitch meetings. I, I watch a lot of like watch mojos and screen rants and kind of all these type of ones where you know they do top tens and random things. And I think this is one of those movies that I've seen so many reasons why it's bad. It's always on the top ten worst movies, you know, top ten worst movies of this, you know, top ten movies that had expectations and failed and. You know, I've seen so much of this movie based just purely on those clips that I feel like I know this movie more than I do because I've never seen this either. Um, and I think this was, you know, I've not seen all the superhero movies like you have. Um, maybe I'll just start training like Britney and watch them all in 5.9 seconds or something. <laughs> but, um, like, this is one of those ones I remember in the early 2000s where kind of it started to become a huge thing. And, like, you felt like you had to see them all. Like, you know, I'm going to go see Daredevil. You know, I'm going to see X-Men and all these sort of movies that, you know, five years previously I probably had no interest in seeing. Um, But, like, this is one that I think I remember coming out, but I legitimately was turned away by the bad reviews. (laughs) Um, And, like, I didn't often let that turn me away. Like, swept away, I still saw, (laughs) because I like Madonna. But, um, yeah, so I'm intrigued because this is just, yeah, from what the clips I have seen, this just looks so god awfully terrible. Yeah. Um, but like one thing I will say though, I don't dislike Halle Berry. I've I've always liked Halle Berry, and I do admire Halle Berry that she legitimately accepted the Razzie in person because she basically admitted yeah. it was shit. Like yeah. that's one thing I do love about her. So I'm I'm gonna go into this movie knowing that this isn't one of those like oh no, but the movie was good. People misunderstood it. Like Halle Berry is legitimately like yeah, this is shit. Like, even, even like, in Batman and Robin, everyone's come out later. Joel Schumacher issued a public apology for Batman and Robin. Like, I appreciate it when people can do that. So, um, I think we're going to have fun with Catwoman. All right. So, Catwoman, Jiggly, and then capping off with Batman and Robin. So, we are back. We proved it. We weren't liars. We are still alive. Uh, Chris Dixon, there you go. We're still there. <laughs> we're still alive. Uh, all you other listeners who have been dying to hear us talk about Britney Spears, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, I mean, I don't even think we need to give full updates or anything. But I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people are sitting at home with nothing to do. I mean, you are one of them right now, Ben. Um, so yes. you know, safe to say, aside from this, we're going to have some new episodes coming out soon. Yeah, I mean, look. Without boring everyone's details, my life has been an absolute schmozzle the last couple of weeks, but I am now uh, halfway through a two-week isolation period. But um, now that things have kind of settled down, at least for now, say that now by the time this gets released, who knows what's happened, um, the plan is to at least try and get some Survivor content up and running again, um, you know, to get some stuff going with that. But uh, yeah, uh, outside of that, who knows? Um, Just when we thought, look like, hey, we might do some lost stuff. Bloody Korea has to get better yeah. and Noah's back to work. Um, but, no, I think that um, Survivor is a priority to kind of get through Winners at War. I'm not sure about Australian Survivor. Not really something that I'm overly... I mean, we're in the last week now, but we might do some retrospective episode, even if it's just with Cable or Julian or something. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely looking at trying to get Survivor up and started because Winners at War is getting very juicy right now, and um, it would be good to... Uh, to get some people back on to talk about it, because I I need to talk about it, Colin. I need to talk about it. 
I hate them. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, you love them, but uh, I love him. <laughs> but we should also say thank you to Rossi and Jared and Ivan, yes, who've continued our coverage through this lockdown, through this quarantine, through this pandemic. Uh, Total Drama Island has continued to be released on schedule, and I believe it still will be. Uh, so um, don't make me a liar, Rossi. <laughs> liar. Uh, don't make me a liar, Rossi. Uh, there will be that. Teach him to spell. Teach. Yes. Come on, Rossi. Come on. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> who is he? <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap this up here. Uh, we don't have to do our regular tags. Continue to listen, but uh, just so we do it, just like us and subscribe. Go for it. My name is Colin, and double thumbs up. And my name is Ben, and I used to think I had the answers to everything, but now I know life doesn't always go my way. Feels like I'm caught in the middle. That's when I realise I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. All I need is time, a moment that is mine, while I'm in between. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. <laughs>